0: Today we are moving quickly into a new year, just like that, we're halfway through the month of January already, time is moving on, and today we're going to resume our sermon series, How to Start a New Year. If you notice, there is a lot of information, there is a lot of advice of the things that we should do, or the things that we should be doing in order to start a new year, whether it's on TV, on all the, the talk shows, or whether it's in the new books that are out, or maybe it's on Facebook or social media, it seems that everybody has some advice on what we should do to have a better year. And It seems everywhere you turn, if you'll do this, or if, if you'll eat like this, or if you'll prioritize these things, you're going to have a great new year. Well. At Calvary Baptist Church, we have, uh, as we've moved into 2017, endeavored to look at God's Word and to look to God Himself for His direction as we move into this new year. So I want to tell you, I'm excited to begin again this morning. I hope that you are as well. In this series, we're actually just looking at two verses uh, for our study here in Hebrews chapter 12. Verse one and verse two. And so again, uh, this entire study, how to start a New Year comes from these two verses. Hebrews chapter 12, verses one and two. I'm going to ask today, as we read these, that you would stand with me in the honor and the reverence of the reading of God's Word. Hebrews chapter 12, the first two verses. It says this: "Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Every Father, we come today, we're thankful. I am thankful for you. And I'm thankful for what we have and what I have in you. That you're not changing. That you're steadfast. That you're a rock. You describe yourself as the, the rock of our salvation. That you're trustworthy. That you're faithful. And we come and we see that everything that we've seen, the, the land, the, the rain that's falling this morning, you created every bit of it. The systems that produce it came from your fingertips, came out of your mouth, spoken into being. We praise you for that. We see you as our provider, the provision that that you provide. We see you as our sustainer, holding all things together in your hand. We we see you most of all as sinful people, as our savior and our redeemer in Jesus Christ. We tell you we love you for that. We come now and I pray as we move into a new year that we would be led by the truth of God's word. That you would speak to us today. I pray for some in this hour that, that perhaps do not know Christ, that today they might put their faith in our risen Savior Jesus. Speak to our hearts now. Remove any hindrance to our hearing. We tell you we love you. We submit this to you, and I pray in Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. I started out two weeks ago, if you remember, and I started off and said, you know what, I want to see God move in 2017. I want to see him move in my life. I want to see him move in my home. I want to see him move in our church. I want to see God move in 2017. Now, more than that, I want my relationship with God this year to grow I want to hear from God, and I want to be lock in step with Him, and I want to walk in His will, and I want my life to be pleasing to Him. I want Him to be glorified in my life in 2017. I really do. Well, the question then becomes and maybe that's your desire as well. I, I pray that it is, but the question then becomes, what would that take? What would that require? Is there a formula that I can and that we can follow in order for that to happen? Well, actually, I believe there is. And I believe God in his word outlines it for us. And that brings us to our verses and to our study this morning. Again, we're going to lift three steps or three truths from scripture for us to apply this morning. The steps are this. To start a new year, consider the past, consider the problem, and consider the perfecter. Again, those three things, that's the, that's the truth of our, of our study. To start a new year, do these three things. Consider the past, consider the problem, and consider the perfecter. First, we started, the first week, we looked at consider the past, And if you remember, we saw that that chapter 12 starts in light of chapter 11. It starts off with that word, therefore. In order for us to understand chapter 12 and to apply what's being said in chapter 12, we have to consider what has gone on in chapter 11. So for a very quick review, chapter 11 is a listing of people not who are watching over us. Sometimes it's said there's a cloud of witnesses watching over us. These these are people not who are cheering us on in our race, but rather this is a listing of people who are testifying to us. It is a listing of people who because they place their faith in God and you you read the chapter and you see their strong faith placed in God because they place their faith in God they can testify to the faithfulness of God. Hear that again. That really sums up chapter 11. These are people who because they place their faith in God they can then testify to us of the faithfulness of God. Now remember the point of last week, last time, the first week, in order to have faith in God now, in order to have faith in God today, we have to see, and really more than see, we have to know where God was faithful in the past. Now that was the truth of the first week. In order to have faith now, oh, I'd like to have faith now and, and I wish my faith would grow now. In order to have faith today, we have to see and we have to know where God was faithful in the past. Now, stay with me. So the way that we know where God was faithful in the past is by knowing the word of God. And so to start a new year, we have to commit to the word of God. We have to consume, and we have to be consumed with the word of God, not the latest book that's come out, not the latest fad that's going on, but the word of God, the Bible. Romans 10:17 says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of Christ. Back in November, I said that Calvary Baptist Church is going to have a biblical focus, is going to have a family focus as never before. And I'll just go ahead and say it again. I believe the greatest thing that we can do as a church, the greatest thing that we can do as parents is to give our kids and to give our youth to put into them and to build into them the understanding and the foundation that this is the truth and that this is trustworthy and whatever happens in life, I can stand on the word of God. But listen to me today, the world can't stand that, the culture can't stand that, political correctness can't stand that, for sure Satan can't stand that, and he'll do whatever he can do to shipwreck that, he'll do whatever he can do to destroy that, but listen to me today, in 2017, we have to consume, and we have to be consumed with the Word of God, the Bible. So the starting place is how to, how to have a great new year, how to move into a new year. We commit to the word of God. So that brings us today, that felt like a whole sermon right there. So that brings us today to the second point. First is this, we have to consider the past. We have to consider God's word. Second thing is this, we must consider the problem. We must consider the problem. Now, let's see what that's talking about. Let's go back to verse 1 today. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also, that means something else, another thing, the second thing, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Listen to this again. Therefore, in line of chapter 11, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, testifying to us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now, let's break this down this morning. What is this saying? The first thing to establish, the first thing is this. Our Christian walk is not an event, rather it is a race. Our Christian walk, it's not a one-time event where you put your faith in Christ, where you get saved and then it is done. Your, Your Christian walk is not a box that you somehow check off and then you move on. No, it is a race and that is what the Bible is showing us here. Now here's an issue. Some folks planned for an event And so they find themselves not prepared for the race. Does that make sense? You know what? I put my faith in Christ and I've reached the finish line and that's settled and I'll go back to my life. They have prepared themselves for an event and so they haven't prepared themselves to be in a race. Hear me, our Christian walks, they are a race. Be sure this morning, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, that is the starting place. That is where we start out. And then being new in Christ, we... We begin and we take up the process of, of imitating Christ. And the Bible says we're to we're to be holy and we're to imitate Christ. And we as Christians start to act like Christ and to respond like Christ and to, to talk like Christ. That our, our thoughts and our language will be the same as Christ. And so we begin the process of imitating Christ. And and not only that, we become part of the body of Christ. We become part of the church. And we then have a responsibility to the church. And then Imitating Christ and and they are serving and having a responsibility in the body of Christ. We then take up the mission of Jesus Christ and and as Christians we're we are each of us to to make disciples and we're to train them that they would go out and they would make other disciples and the Bible says of us as Christians that we're to be a light. In a dark and dying world, the Bible says as Christians, all of us, that we're to be ambassadors of Christ. The Bible says as Christians that we're to uphold and we're to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And it is a race. Here's something else. And be sure of it. The race is hard. The Bible tells us we're in a race. The race is hard. Notice here it says, let us run with endurance the race set before us. Another Bible translation says, let us run with perseverance, pushing through, persevering the race set before us. The truth is this. The race is hard. The race is tough and it requires perseverance and it requires endurance in able to be able to run it. I'll be honest with you. More than any other year, 2016 showed me the race is hard. The race is tough. You have to persevere and you have to push on in the race. Now here, is how I thought the Christian race would look. If you put that first picture up. Here's how I thought the Christian race would look. Man, we're gonna study and we're gonna pray and I'm gonna get to preach and we're gonna teach in our church and whoo, that's my kind of language and that's what I wanna do and the race I thought was gonna look a lot like that. Show this second picture I thought, you know what, man, this is gonna be awesome, man. This is my language, let's go. We're followers of Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit of God. We've got a race set before us. You know what, this is how the race is gonna look. Here's actually how it looks. Put the third picture up. Go ahead and laugh. It is hard. It is tough. Sometimes you run blind. Sometimes you run hurt. Sometimes there are obstacles all over the path, all over the racetrack. Sometimes you fall down as you go. Sometimes you mess up as you go. Sometimes all you can do is just take steps and still it is a race and it requires endurance. Well, God tells us here it requires endurance, but the good news is God also tells us how We are able to endure. He says this is how you will endure. And specifically in in Hebrews 12, he tells us very specific ways. We're going to look at a couple this week. We're going to look at the main way next week. But he tells us here are some ways that you can persevere, that you can endure. Today in this first verse, we're going to see again two ways. How do we endure? How do we press on, keep on? How do we run successfully in a way that honors God? First thing is this. How do we endure? First thing is this. Bible says, let us lay aside every encumbrance. Let us lay aside every encumbrance. Now look at the word encumbrance. Encumbrance means anything that hinders. It means anything that that would weigh you down. Anything that would weigh you down, that would add weight to you. It means anything that would impede your progress. And so the Bible's telling us here, anything that would hinder you, anything that would weigh you down, anything that would impede your progress, lay it down, set it down. Another very important word here says every encumbrance. Every encumbrance. This, this week as I was studying this, I read that over and over again. Set down not just the weight, not just the encumbrance. It says every encumbrance. That means anything. In fact, that means all things. Every encumbrance. Everything that would slow you down on this race, set it down. Hear me today. Listen to this. One of Satan's greatest tools In 2017, one of his biggest tools is the tool of busyness and the tool of crowded schedules and the tool of overstacked and misplaced priorities. And it could be a bunch of good things. A whole lot of people are doing this thing and this thing, and those are good things but we're covered up in busyness. And the truth of the matter is I've got a race and I've put my faith in Jesus Christ and I've I've got to imitate Jesus Christ and he's placed me in the body of Christ and I've got a responsibility to the body of Christ and, and not only that, he's given me a mission and he's commissioned me to spread the good news of Jesus Christ and that race is important and that race is timely. In fact, he's gonna come back and the race is gonna be over and the consequences then will be eternal and the Bible's telling us here... I need to set all of the things down that would slow down this race. I'm kind of sentimental. Carrie tell you I'm a lot sentimental. This past Christmas morning, I wake up early, and we're laying there in bed, and I just start to think a little bit, and I think about Sarah Joe. And all the kids are sleeping in one room down there waiting to get up and go open the presents. And they're, they're down there. And I think about Sarah Joe, And I remember she had a little bear, a little white bear, and had a shirt on it. And it said, Baby's First Christmas. And I remember that little bear. And I think that bear is somewhere still in our house. I remember that bear. And, and I remember uh, we were in Canyon and we went to J.C. Penney or somewhere to get pictures of, of Sarah. And I remember she had a little red dress on. And those little white tight things that little kids wear, little girls wear. I'm sorry, prettiest girl I ever was. I'm sorry, I don't want to talk about your kid, man, this was a pretty little girl. And on Christmas morning, I start to think, you know what? The three Christmases, she's going on to college, she's going somewhere else. Three Christmases, things start to look different. And I start to think, you know what? How much time? Did I waste? How much time did I chase and do things that weren't important, not noticing that the time was passing by? And then this week I started to think about this race that we're in. And you know what? Time is going by. And we're already halfway through the month of January as we start the year. And I wonder how much time do we waste? And how much time do we chase things that aren't important? And how much time are we distracted? And I wonder what things do we need to set down that we could run the race set before us? Second thing says this. We're to lay aside every encumbrance. But the second thing is this. We're also to lay aside, it says, and the sin which so easily entangles us. We're to lay aside the sin which so easily entangles us. Now look at the words here, entangle. It it looks like it sounds. It means wraps you up, wraps you up, trips you up, causes you to fall. Sin. We know is is anything that's outside of God's will. It's anything that, that stands counter to his perfect standard. And so whatever this sin is that's going to wrap you up and whatever this sin is that's going to knock you down and trip you down, uh, it could be an attitude. It could be jealousy in your heart. It could be pride. It could be unforgiveness. It could be hatred. Maybe it's an attitude or maybe it's an action. It's some visible thing, an action that you do. Or maybe it's some secret thing that nobody knows about, something you, you watch or something you do, something that you've hidden from everybody else. But the Bible says whatever the sin is, Sometimes we have to, in fact, all the time we have to be aware of that sin. We have to be deliberate in that sin. and We have to cast off the sin that so easily trips us up. See what he's saying? See what the author's saying? We've got a race. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, we're called not to look like the world we exist in. In fact, we're called to be holy like our Savior. And these sins that we might explain away, and these sins we say, well, I've got most of them licked, but these two or three are over here, whatever they are. We have to be diligent, and we have to identify them, and we have to address them, and we have to cast them away, push them aside. We have to be deliberate and take action. And that is how we endure. That is how we persevere in the race. I want to end today with a couple of questions for us to consider, a couple of questions for us to apply. We preach and I preach so we would make decisions. And the Bible's calling us always to make decisions. And so I want to to bring us to some questions for us to consider today. And here's, here's the point of all of this talk today. It is this. Number one, are you running the race? Are you running the race? Now, there's two parts to that question. Number one, if you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, You may be running, but you're not running this race. And you'll run and you'll run and you'll think you're getting close to the finish line and you're going to find hope and you're going to find peace and you'll pass through it and you'll never find it. And we have peace and we have hope in our Savior Jesus Christ. And so some of us here today need to get on the right race and we need to put our faith in Jesus Christ. Maybe the second part of that is this. Maybe you said, yes, I put my faith in Christ, but maybe you thought it was an event and you never knew it was a race and you need to say, you know what, I've got to get in the race. I've got to start imitating Christ. I've got to commit to his church. I've got to take up the mission of Jesus Christ. First question, are you running the race? Second question, are you hindered in the race? Are you hindered in the race? takes an honest evaluation. You know, maybe my schedule's become so busy, maybe it's with good things, or maybe I've allowed sin in my life to take hold, and it's grown, and it's festered. Are you hindered in the race? And that brings us... To the last question is, that is this. So what things do you need to set aside? You can hear this and you can go and you can go back to your life and say, you know what, that was a good thing and I'm going on. But you know what, God's calling us to do this, run the race, endure in the race, glorify him in the race. And so the question is, what things do you need to set aside? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, we come today, I'm thankful for the truth of your word. I'm thankful that you tell us how to have a vibrant relationship with you. You tell us how to live a life that's in your will and pleasing to you. I pray that we would take it to heart. I pray that we would be trained in it. We might be corrected if we need to be. I pray that we would be renewed. We would be encouraged. I pray most of all that you would be glorified. I pray for us today as we sit here. I pray that some of us without a relationship with Christ that would enter the race by faith in Jesus Christ, that they would meet and they would profess Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I pray for some that have made that decision, but maybe they've stalled out, that they would understand God's called them to be in a race, they would commit to take steps to move forward. I pray for all of us here today, halfway through the month of January, that we would evaluate our life. What things are an encumbrance and need to go? What sin are a hindrance and cannot stand? Help us to set those things aside. I know you have spoken and I pray that you continue to speak to our hearts. I pray for this invitation time, this time response. I pray that you would move in it. We tell you we love you and we praise you and I pray in Jesus' name, amen.